Now we observe a founder in their natural habitat. Graceful, stoic, smart, and resolved. Their vision is clear. My vision is clear. Wait, isn't this the same intro we used on episode 5, Founders Keepers? Yeah. Yep. Same one. We ran out of budget, buddy. How did we run out of budget, you might ask, Kyle? Oh, you know, it, it just happens. One day your Bitcoin's worth 20K. Next day, Elon has a few extra minutes to tweet and, and your moonlighting is a line cook. On that topic, and while I have you here, my friend, I just wanted to run over a $3,000 charge that I saw on our credit card mm. a couple weeks ago for a mm-hmm. brandy air fryer. You don't happen to know anything about that, do you, old buddy, old pal? Nope. Nope. Sucks that this intro sucks, though. Hmm. Hey, while I have you here, I'd like to run a business idea by uh, it involves ice cream and an air fryer. Oh. I'm thinking of calling it, right, instead of ice cream, hot cream. Well, that's just milk. Welcome to Commerce Chefs a quirky and thought-provoking show for future-focused commerce leaders. We're going to pit the world's most brilliant, inspiring, and driven D2C visionaries, the commerce chefs, with riveting questions to uncover their secret ingredients at the intersection of passion, performance, and leadership in practice. For the past decade, we've led teams of designers, strategists, and digital wizards at one of the leading e-com agencies in the country to help great brands become enduring classics. And we're here to indefinitely borrow the strategies and pro tips that will make us all better leaders and make the brands we lead better too. Two? two? Like part two? I see what you did there. Because this is a spinoff of episode five, Founders Keepers, part one. No, like, like as well. Like make the brands we lead better as well. But yes, this, this is part two of Founders Keepers, Founders Deepers. Uh, yes, yes, right, 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 right. Sometimes starting a business can feel like you're swimming upstream with lead in your pockets. Kyle, in what world would you go swimming with lead in your pockets? Are, are, what, are you you're repairing an oil rig? Okay, 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 take two. Sometimes starting a business can feel like the whole world is betting against you and you're just fighting to keep your vision alive. This is why the journey of being a founder takes so much tenacity, perseverance, and if we're honest, a healthy dose of delusion. And if delusion means success, then Tom, I'll take a double serving. You want fries with that shake? (laughs) I think you have delusions of grandeur in spades, my friend. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what grandeur means, but it sounds like my type of milkshake. You may remember our last chat with Roberta Mantenuto, co-founder and CEO of Ari Event, who knows a thing or two about the challenges that come along with the founder's journey. Here's a clip from our chat about her journey and how she pushed through the chaos to get to the top. You're going against the grain. You're putting your eggs and your time and a lot of money into a basket that you don't even know if it has a bottom or not. There is nothing certain and there's everything on the line. And if I were to give you those odds, like, Tom, there's like a one in 200 chance that you'll ever make a dollar off of this. Like, would you ever place a bet on that? Not unless you're crazy, (laughs) right? My dad has always been like that. And I definitely 
was a lot more nervous about everything than he was because he's been down this road before with other ventures. So I kind of followed his lead. Yeah, you're taking risk. You're taking chances. Nothing is sure. And you're saying like a lot of times people will say, well, this was possible. Somebody would have done this already. You kind of have to take that notion and say, uh, well, I'm going to try it. You know, like that's not true. I'm going to try it this way. Being in the mindset of possibility rather than doubt is a theme we often see repeated with our guests. Blocking out the no thoughts and leaning into the yes thoughts can give you the means and motivation to keep going, even when people start questioning your sanity, including yourself. It's this simultaneous believing in yourself and second-guessing yourself. It's this quantum truth where both are true at the same time. You know, Kyle, it's a bit like our friend Schrodinger's cat. Man, it has some claws on it. Mean, mean, mean. But it can also be the nicest, cutest cat. You just never know till you take it out of its cage. And that's the point. You have to act. You have to try and see and proverbially take the cat out of the box. You may remember from episode eight, we spoke to Sophie Wilmer, the general manager of Kittress Art Class, and she touched on this aspect of the founder's journey. I think that it's that you can do it all. You just can't do it all at once. I think that's really what you have to remind yourself and tell yourself because you're overwhelmed by all the opportunities you could do. And as a maker, for sure, you could make anything really. Like, I think you have to have patience. And if it doesn't all just happen right now, look at what is happening and just embrace that and it will grow. And I think also like, just ask a lot of questions. Don't, do not be afraid to like, Go to a store, go into a store and just ask them, be like, would you sell this product? And if the store's like, no, be like, why not? And not in a why not like aggressive way, be like, well, what could I fix about it? Do you need a barcode? And if they say like, oh, maybe you need a barcode and you don't know what a barcode is, be like, well, do you know where I could get one? And they might know, or they might say, hey, this person over here just did that. They might know, or just Google it. Or I think so much of how, like I didn't come from a, business background at all, like at all. (laughs) Like I didn't go to school for business. And a lot of what I learned was obviously like I heard a lot of the intimate way our business ran. But when I got into the wholesale world, when I was going to shows, I didn't know anything. And I just would, I'd listen. And I was like a fly on the wall, watching other people. eavesdrop people in the elevators, conversations. You just kind of have to absorb, you have to be a sponge and absorb it all and then figure out what works and just don't be afraid to try stuff. Like you try it, doesn't work. Try it small, doesn't work. Cool. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Nope. No, 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 no. <clears throat> really, the main thesis from Sophie is don't be afraid to try new things, test things out and let go of what's not working. In our team at PB&J, we constantly ask what we could do better or what we could do differently. Just because something served us six months ago or even six days ago doesn't mean it serves us today. We need to continually ask this and continually evolve and reframe failure as a natural and needed part of that evolution. So in a cycle of constant reevaluation, there has to be something that remains constant. And that needs to be your story, your why, your purpose. 
The story behind your brand can serve as a grounding force and a focal point to hang on to, even when everything seems to be going all over the place. It acts as that constant reminder to yourself of why you're doing this, why you're going through all of this. When you fail or trip or slip or just get lost for a bit, it's the thing that keeps you on track. During our conversation in episode one with Natasha Vandenberg, the CEO and co-founder at Three Farmers, she mentioned that the story behind their brand helped to keep a sense of focus at the forefront when times were tough. We've just gone through some rebranding to bring that story and that purpose more center stage so that it is more clear for our consumers and our new tagline is grounded in goodness. And that it, it is that purpose that grounds us every single day because like we just mentioned, there's challenges that arise all of the time and we need to stay grounded in what we're doing here. And our, our team needs to understand that and our shareholders need to understand that. And absolutely our consumers need to understand that. So it's just a super important part of, of the whole business. It's absolutely worth it. But I would also say that it's a journey. It's not like you get to wake up one day. I mean, I mean maybe it, it is that way for some companies, but for us, we've sort of grown into our purpose. And I think we're every day refining it. And, and, and we finally come to this point where it has been boiled down and completely simplified. And we're, we're trying to live that in every aspect of our business. But I think it can take time to get there sometimes. So my piece of advice would be just, you know, don't beat yourself up if you can't boil it down into a really simple, small phrase, right? It, it could take time to get there. Um, you just keep, you need to keep asking the question and keep refining it as you go. Natasha talks about refining your purpose over time. And I love that idea because so often we're fed these fantasies of overnight success and knowing your full purpose from the get-go, but it's rarely ever that simple. It's true. It's, it's not a switch that you turn on. The idea of a deeper sense of purpose that guides you is sort of like a muscle you need to develop by being committed to a daily practice. Ah, that reminds me, I do need to hit the gym later. Let's play underpack, overpack. I'm going to need a little bit more than that if I'm going to agree to play this game with you. It's the game. Uh, okay. So you're saying I underpacked that explanation? Yeah. <laughs> you get the hang of it. You got this. Okay. Okay. Right. I need some help. Did I underpack or overpack? Ready? Okay. Situation. Let's start with an easy one. The day I went to the water park and packed my sunscreen towel, flip-flops, inner tube, my water wings, a Bunsen burner, and a raincoat, but I forgot my swimsuit. <laughs> Definitely underpacked. But if I'm honest, you also overpacked. I mean, it's really was, that's the worst of both worlds. But at least you brought your sunscreen. Safety first. Okay, uh, let me try this, see if I understand this game, Kyle. Situation. That time I prepared for a big proposal, came up with pages of notes on why this was going to cost this much, and they just looked at the number and they said, let's go for it. When can we get started? Overpacked. But that's just good practice, right? Like, and who doesn't love a good 60-page proposal? <laughs> All right, here's another e-com truth bomb. The situation, that time everyone around the table insisted we QA for Internet Explorer, even after Microsoft formally abandoned it and we confirmed through analytics no one was ever using that browser, 
Overpacked. No question. No other details needed. R-I-P-I-E. You feel me? Tom, IE was extremely underpacked from the beginning. Boom. Roasted. Okay. Situation. That time we decided to start a business together out of design school. Aw. Underpacked. Definitely (laughs) underpacked. But, like Dora, we love a good adventure. And we also like singing about maps. Kyle, there is Mm -hmm. no map. But we did it. We did it. We We did did it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back with Richa Gupta, who you may remember from episode one. She's the founder of Good Food for Good and knows all about the long, bendy road to finding and living purpose in your business. So for me, it's very personal. It's driven by me experiencing and knowing what I don't want. And when you go through that, when you go through that dark period of, yes, if you're making good money, I was making good money, paying all the bills, good house, good daughter. But I was so sad. I had not been this sad in my life. When you go through that, you would do anything to do things that actually bring joy to your life. And doing this brought joy to me. So I knew this, there's no way I'm looking back. There was no plan B. I went through this. This is the idea that gave me joy and it continues to give me joy, even with challenges, right? Like there is no place, there are no challenges. It continues to bring joy to me. It continues to bring satisfaction to me. Like, I think that's why, at least in an entrepreneurial venture, for purpose to be connected to a person is kind of important because that's what drives you or continues to drive you to keep doing it. I think joy is very contagious. So is satisfaction. And when you are happy, you don't have to force happiness, right? When you are happy, it shows. And it's something that people around you, it brings joy to people around you because you are happy doing what you're doing. You're not miserable. Every challenge is an opportunity. You don't see them as a mountain to climb. That's what we do. Like I I tell everyone, I'm like, when you're an entrepreneur, it's like you're being in, you're in a battlefield and this is what you do, right? I love what Richa says about joy being contagious. And for her, it's a huge reason for why she gets up every morning and pushes through the waves. It's true. I think joy is that secret sauce that is a magnet for success and a great value to lean on in your decision making. Making decisions that are aligned with your brand's core values can help you grow sustainably and ensure longevity down the road. In episode five, we spoke to Roberta Mantenuto. Here's what she had to say. I think it's important because... It kind of, you know, sometimes you can get caught up in the hurricane of putting out fires and little things that seem like the end of the world. And then at the end of the day, you know, when you have this humility, it it grounds you and it's like, okay, in the grand scheme of things, we are in the green. Things are trending right and up, like everything is going to work out and you kind of have to bring yourself down back to this thing. And like I said, always going back to the big picture. Um, I find that to be very challenging because 
you know, when you're working every day, you kind of have tunnel vision. You're only looking at what's right in front of you and having this perspective kind of like opens you up. Like uh, a, a really good example is claims with shipping, right? So my team is so stressed all the time about claims with shipping. You know, this package is broken. We're out of product. Like, what are we going to do? I'm like, guys, it's just one situation. Let's just move forward resolve what needs to be resolved. Like I said, we're in the green. Everything's okay. Like, let's carry on. Just be grateful that somebody ordered our product to begin with, right? So for Richa, joy was the value she leaned on to reframe things. For Roberta, it was a recipe of gratitude, humility, and perspective. Even if you keep your values top of mind, making big decisions can still be a challenge for leaders. Richa continued. I'm a, I'm a simple person, right? Like I just go with the gut. I feel it has served me well to listen to, to my inner voice. And I feel that's, the, that's one thing that I would, if I have to give advice, though I'm no expert, uh, to anyone would be to, to pay attention to what your gut, your inner voice is telling you. And you have all the answers. Like you don't need to go out there searching for an answer. It's, it's in there. It might take time to come to recognize, but we have all the answers. Just need to hear. When in doubt, go with your gut. Kyle, I thought I just told you that I need to get back to the gym. You know how sensitive I am about my gut right now. Maybe lean into being sensitive with your gut, not about your gut. Ooh, that's a really good perspective, Kyle. And that's a really good reminder that perspective is another huge aspect of the founder's journey and a common thread that's come up in almost every conversation we've had on the show. Some of the best advice I've ever been given is to take time each week to think about what you're not thinking about. As Nate Justice, the founder of Distill Union, shared with us in episode two, Taking a moment to just sit outside and just breathe can often be the most productive thing you can do as a founder. And that's about balance. And it's a moment in which you can sort of reset your perspective, try and eliminate stress, breathe while looking outside at nature and realize that there's a bigger world out there than just your business. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Leading is messy, and there is no map. (laughs) Have we said that before? Well, now we have. Let the record show that we all feel lost, alone, scared, frustrated, happy, excited, optimistic. Often in the same day, or a span of two hours, or at the same time. And on this beautiful, messy journey, it's a balance of what and when to pack. But make sure to pack these three things. Firstly, you got to believe. Can I get a witness? Secondly, you've got to act. You can always change paths along the way, but you'll never get anywhere if you don't start moving. And thirdly, even though there is no map, you do have a compass, your purpose, and your values. Tom, what's, what's a compass? Oh, um, it, it's like an old school GPS that, that doesn't actually give you directions, but it, it points a needle in, in one direction. Ah, they were a good band. Underrated. (laughs) Speaking of underrated global phenomena, remember to trust yourself. 
at the end of the day, you're all you've got. And you've got this. There you have it. That's episode 12 of Commerce Chefs. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll take away some inspiring insights from these founders and previously unreleased clips. If you're looking for even more insights and recipes for success, make sure to join the Commerce Chefs community at commercechefs.com slash community and follow us on social at Commerce Chefs. Now, this is the last episode of season one. <laughs> I know. Tears. But don't fret. We have some new content brewing for you. Make sure to tune back in on July 22nd for the kickoff to our summer series and listen to some previously unreleased long-form interviews with some of our favorite guests and founders from season one. Then we'll be back for our second season in the fall. And lastly, if you like this episode and you want to support us, you know that you do, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating and review. Until next time, this has been a dash of Tom and a pinch of Kyle. We'll be cooking with you in two weeks. Friggin. It's like when I say Fs, it doesn't like Fs. Because I was saying future focused commerce leaders. Stop swearing so Maybe. much. <clears throat> F you, Mike. Okay, here we go. What? Uh, do you, go you want fries with that shake? Thing? Should I just leave out all the Fs? You want rice with that shake? You want Your mic's trying to get a rise out of you. Oh, okay. Let's start. Start again.